Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. If I could tell you, you could get massive uplift in value from the same property that you either currently own or are currently looking at without the need to do much work or any work apart from a bit of paper, would you be interested? Because the guest on our episode today is going to show you how to do exactly that. Not only that, they're also going to show you how a big government announcement recently is going to open up huge profit opportunity in a property investment strategy that we've never seen before in the UK property market. So that's exactly what this week's guest is going to be sharing with you. So let's get straight into the interview right now with title splitting expert, Rachel Knight. Now I've had a lot of people reaching out over the last few months asking about title splitting and how title splitting works and what's the advantages of it and can you make money from it? And then recently the government announced a big announcement around um, things that are changing around permitted development, which I'm gonna delve into later on this morning as well with Rachel Knight, who is an expert in title splitting. So I've brought Rachel on to share with you everything and anything around how to help you with title splitting. So Rachel, thank you for taking the time to join us. So thank you, Kevin. For anyone, Rachel, who's listening in and thinking, what what is title splitting? So I guess, um, could you give a little overview of what title splitting actually is and I guess how you could make money from it? Yes, so I think uh, the first thing I'd say is another word you you might have heard uh, with relation to title splitting is the creation of leasehold from freehold. Okay, so that's another way to describe it. And actually, title splitting is something that has been around for centuries. Right. And if you think about it, if anybody's ever bought a leasehold apartment and there is a freeholder that you pay service charges and you pay ground rent to in the past, obviously, then that has been a property that has been title split. So it's not a new term. Um, and it was originally, I'll just tell you it's a bit about its history. It was originally around splitting land or apartments, uh, uh, apartment buildings, blocks. Um, and it was how wealthy landowners passed wealth through the generations because there would be service charges and there's something called a marriage uh, value, which is when you have to go and ask the, le- ask the freeholder to extend the lease, okay, that then you might pay 30, 40, 50,000 pounds for. And this is where for those landowners, the person who own the freehold to continue to make property out of the freehold of the building, even though they've sold off the assets, which are the leasehold apartments. Um, And actually that, so title splitting is about taking a whole, making it into parts, property or land, and actually making more money out of the parts than the whole is worth in its own right. So that's what title splitting does. Now, the answer to your question, can you make money about it, out of it? Yes, you can. And this is something myself as a property developer, because I'm a property developer and I've got a portfolio of properties. And myself, uh, although I've done property since 2005, when I got educated to do property in 2015, I realized that this property strategy was not being utilized because 
I could see that if I took blocks of apartments that hadn't been split and split them into the, and took the leaseholds and made them into individual leaseholds, those leaseholds were worth 25 to 35% more than if they were all on the freehold. So that's why I started doing title splitting. And so, yeah, it's 25 to 35% capital uplift. So I buy, refurbish, refinance, and then the final bit of capital uplift comes from the split. For, for anyone who's... Goes. For anyone, Rachel, who's maybe watching this and they're brand new to property, they've never bought a house, maybe they're even new to the UK and they don't understand the UK property system. So could you give a quick overview on the difference between freehold and leasehold? And, yes. And um, just for those that are completely brand new. Yeah, so if I describe freehold as the piece of land, both the ground and the air above airspace above a building so if a building's on a piece of land that is the freehold okay when a building i'm going to use a building and then i'll talk about land so with a building when a building is then broken up to in a part into apartments so whether you're in the uk or anywhere else in the world where there are apartments that individual unit is separate and they are sold off prep separately and they are sold off on leasehold in the UK. In the United Kingdom, we call it leasehold. It's called different things at different parts of the world. But in the, in, in the United Kingdom, we call that a leasehold apartment. And the lease is granted to the buyer for so many years. Now, in the past, that that time frame was maybe 99 years. That would be a good example of a, a leasehold from the past. And then after 99 years, the leaseholder, the person who bought that, or the family or the descendants of that leaseholder would go back to the landholder, the freeholder, and negotiate to keep it for another 99 years, and they would have a charge for that. So that's how it used to work. Some of that is changing because legislation is changing, and I know you mentioned that, uh, but here's the thing. The value, this is really important for anybody who's listening to this, write this down if you're taking notes. The value is in the leasehold, not the freehold. In the past... People used to be able to buy freeholds, charge ground rents and make money out of just having freeholds. The government, the current government, and if we get a Labour government, they are definitely saying they are going to change this system. And that system will be some called, something called common hold or something along those lines. Now, that means that there will no longer be value in that freehold and that the value will always be in the leasehold apartments. So if you see an apartment for sale and it's £250,000, for example, that is the value. Now, that value is generally worth more than if the building just had all the apartments on one freehold. Um, can any, let's say you've got a property with six, 10, 12, whatever flats in there that's all on one freehold title. Can any building be title split? Um, is there a minimum size per flat that will allow it? So the answer to your question is, Yes, there are existing prior use for apartments that are under 37 square metres. Um, and um, the council, because they've got existing use already, will not stop you doing that. OK, if you apply for new apartments, then they have to be meeting the new minimum space requirements. In terms of mortgage lenders, um, some lenders will loan on smaller apartments. OK, Um so, for example, I've got one in my portfolio in one block that's the, the, the rest are huge and this one's 34 square metres and there's nowhere that I can add extra space into it. Um, so in that particular instance, 
that is mortgageable with certain lenders. Okay, but it is something you need to be aware of and don't get fooled into going in to see um, somebody saying on right move, they're selling a block and you go and see it and it's actually studio. Actually, it's, it's a HMO, right? Um, and it's studios because apartments have completely different fire regulations. And, you know, don't be fooled into thinking those smaller 28 square meter rooms can be split into individual apartments because they can't. Yeah. I, I had a block with um, six apartments and five of them were over 37 square meters and one of them was like about 25. So yes. a lot of people make the mistake, I guess, where they could go, oh, I'm going to title split these. Um, can you yes. title split five and not one? Because technically, actually, it's six. Or does that mean the entire building will never be able to be title split? Well, here's the thing, Kevin. I had that with a block and it was four apartments and one was a, I call it a, I'm from Yorkshire, so so I say it as it is. Uh, it's it was it was a, a like a horrible, dingy studio thing, eighties, like nasty. You know, I can't even remember. Maybe it was 28, 27 square meters, something like that. What I actually did is I actually amalgamated and went because this is in Nottingham's Article Four, for mm. example. Uh, mm. I amalgamated and put the the other apartment that was the right size with this apartment to make a bigger apartment. And here's the great thing. I actually added value to that building because I took it from four bedrooms in one bed, four one bed studios and apartments to three luxurious two bed apartments. And I got a massive value uplift by doing that. Yeah, so... so yes, you can, but you might have to reconfigure to put that into something yeah. else. So a little bit of outside of the box thinking and change the overall layout of the building. Yes, and I did. And you know what? That now sits in the portfolio, those three apartments, and they rent out and they're lovely and, you know, and, and they're title split. They're all on separate leases. When you meet a lot of so people... It's great. When you, a lot of people, when they're starting out in property, they're always saying, what's the best property strategy? Should I do single lets or HMOs or SAs? I guess, is... When then they hear about title splitting, they go, should I do that too? So would you consider title splitting a, a separate strategy that you do instead of something else? Or is it something you do to enhance everything else? It's to enhance. So I absolutely believe that experienced people who will come to Progressive, for example, and learn how to do property, this is an advanced strategy. And this strategy is for... So I'm going to give you an example of things that I do with title I, oh, do any councils listen to this podcast? Oh, um, maybe. maybe. <laughs> oh, we don't want them to know. We're going to have to whisper then, aren't we? Whisper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what we do is we take, um, and this is my favourite thing to do. We take an Article 4 area with flats in existing use that your, your listeners are now going, what? Right? And we turn them into three two-bed apartments, six bedrooms. How many licenses do you need for a two-bed a two-bed HMO? Uh, zero. Zero. Three times two-bed HMOs, three individual apartments. Okay, with individual addresses, title split equals HMO in an octal far area. But don't tell the council. Interesting. Yes. So <laughs> this is really the out of the box thinking to get around, um, legally get around certain things that might 
you consider a blocker in your business that's not really a blocker it's just a I don't know why the professional gets around that blocker and how are they doing it and here's the beautiful thing Kevin I've done this before Mm. in my well I won't say very nasty article four area that I have to operate in right and um I've had four flats four two bed flats I've rented them out to students as HMO rooms okay and then when the bills went up and everything got a bit hairy in terms of the interest rates, I changed them back to single lets and rented them to single families so I don't have to pay the bills anymore. Yeah, so see, I have the choice because they're on vital let mortgages. So you've got a, you've also you're future-proofing your exits so you can do more than one I, thing. That's the big thing. Yeah. That's the massive reason that I, I adopted doing this strategy literally for everything um, in 2017 was... Um, I'm getting older, you know, all these young people who do HMOs and makeup, fantastic. Knock yourself out, get your cash flow. It's amazing. But I'm getting on a bit and I wanted easy to manage single lets. And so I've got the choice if I want to do it that way, but I've got the choice to have the single lets as well. And I like access to the the buy-to-let mortgages if I want them. I can still get commercial on my blocks if I want it, but I like access to the buy-to-let mortgages because capital grows and my original title splits that I did in 2017 grew by, they were they got a 30% capital uplift day one and wasn't even kidding, it was a, exactly 30% capital uplift day one. And those ones originally I had to finance on commercial mortgages. And then three five years later in 2022, which was last year, uh, I'm thinking where I am, but last year in 2022, I refinanced those and they'd grown by another 38%. So I'd now had 30% capital growth for title splitting on day one and another 38%. So I still have my cash flow, which is massively important of having multiple units, but I also get the capital growth, which is, I'm greedy, I like both. I guess one of my questions was going to be, what are your, what would you say your top three or top five big advantages of title splitting are? I'd say that's probably one of them. So what- Number are... one is, yeah, number one is I get the capital growth on day one, right? Um, so I get, so what we do, we buy refurbish refinance and you get your re, buy refurbishment uplift. But then on top of that, you get another 25 to, I say 25 to 35%. Some of our clients are getting way more than that, okay? But we're only, that's what I quote, 25 to 35%. Mine, in my area, they pan out about 30%, okay? And then, um, what? Uh, that's number one advantage. The next advantage is you then, because you've now, if you then put them on capital mortgages, which are buy-to-let mortgages, okay, they grow in line with capital growth. So I know we're going through a correction at the moment, but it's just a correction and, we're, and we'll go back into capital growth in the next couple of years and they'll continue to grow. So that's number two benefit. Number three benefit I'm going to say is massive is they work everywhere in England. So we've got clients doing them in the south of England. We've got clients doing them in London. I cannot believe that you can do this in London, but there are still these opportunities in London. And in London, clearly you can't get the cash flow in the same way, but for flipping, this is a great strategy. You could end up with one flat kept cash flow on that and the rest sold. Massive fourth advantage, and actually this is probably the number one advantage at the moment, is if I keep if I do a block of four flats, I um keep some and I plan to sell some. So I'm doing 
a flip and a hold, right? Strategy. So I do four. I sell off two, the two that I've got, to pay down the mortgages on the final two that I'm holding. I've reduced my LTV than working our current higher interest rate market, right? So that's number four. Uh, have I done four? Um, number five, the flexibility. Because I can do um, two flats, two rooms rented out individually. Yeah, I can do um, a flat rented to a family. Um, I can do some in my block, as I say, if I want to, serviced accommodation. I can I get to write the leases so I know what's in the leases. So I can say these ones that I'm keeping can be SA, but those other ones can't be. I mean, all that flexibility. So for somebody who's Love thinking it. about looking at doing a title split on a project, what sort of steps should they take from step one through to being successful at title splitting? Well, I think part of the reason that most people don't do it is it's very complex because there's a common misconception that you only need a solicitor to do this. But here's the problem. Most solicitors don't actually know how to do it. Now, that might sound crazy, but here's the reason. Because all developers that have ever title split, particularly developers, people who develop developments, tend to split on sale, okay? And the benefit to buy to let or buy to hold investors is keeping them um, a splitting during ownership to get your mortgages, uh, to get more capital out and lower the LTV of your mortgages and actually make you, your cash flow work. So the key thing is you need a whole power team to be able to understand this. One of the difficulties has been that the banks don't understand this. Um, but we're at the situation now because we're really changing the game in how this is thinking. This is why you've got us on here. Uh, we're really changing the game in how people are thinking about this strategy. Um, because ultimately, if you use it myself as an example, if you're getting on a bit and you've done property for a long time, you want things that are easier to manage as you get older. And 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 so we we people like myself, we're looking for something different to do. And this is a way of holding that portfolio as you get older. And of course, the other thing is the only way that you can put property into your pension is to split residential in a mixed use building away from commercial. OK, so the residential would have to go into your property portfolio, the commercial going into your, I'm going to use SAS. I'm not going to mention anything else but SAS here because I have a SAS as well. Um, and you can put that into your SAS. And so title splitting. So really, you need a whole team of professionals who know how to do this. And we're training solicitors, we're training accountants, we're training mortgage brokers to understand and work with um, developers to do this strategy. Because unfortunately, most solicitors, I mean, we recently had a solicitor sat in the room with us who came along uh, with his uh, friend and he, he said, they're not trained to do this. They've never been trained to split during ownership. They've been trained to do it upon sale. So mm. most solicitors, that's, so you need solicitors, you need accountants, you need mortgage brokers that understand this, and then you can make the strategy happen. Yeah, so the, the I, I get that a lot where I hear from solicitors, and if you mention title splitting to them, they're like, you can only do that when you're either buying or selling, but it's not that, true. It's not true. You can do it at any point. Not it's true. just a, It's not true. You've got to, you've got to, it, it's a very, that's why it put people off because, mm. you, you know, you imagine you're on a, you're on a commercial mortgage, 
right? This is what happens. Um, landlords on a commercial mortgage, a commercial mortgage on the whole block, like HMO mortgage, call it a HMO mortgage on the whole block because that's how the banks treat them. You then decide you want to sell one, but the bank doesn't allow you to reduce the security. How are you going to sell one? Mm. You can't. So you can't title split and sell one. So what the landlord then does eventually, when he's had enough, he ends up selling the whole block to a property investor. What does a property investor want? A discount. Yeah. He's not. But when you see them on the market, they're valued. The state agents are valuing them like they're individual flats. Well, they're not. They're, they're commercially mortgageable and they're not individual flats. And when you're selling a block, you have to send it to another investor. It's a bit like selling your HMO. You're going to sell that to another investor. A block is the same individual flats that can sell to retail buyers so we have to split early in ownership and then we we could we're ready for the future one day when we want to sell my flats i can sell one because they're not they're on different mortgages with different banks i was going to ask you how important is it to get legal advice when you're title splitting but i guess the question now has changed you can't to do it without how, a solicitor yeah but the, a solicitor. but the question i guess has changed slightly now to not just how important is it to get legal advice but how important is it to understand if the legal person you're going to for the advice understands what they're meant to be telling you? It's really important. It's like crucial. Uh, I'm going to give you an example. We had a lady, this is really sad because we can't help people like this. We, we only work with people that are trained property investors. So they've been something like progressive and have the training. Um, but literally a lady turned up she'd had two solicitors she'd got a house and the house next door and it was a land one but it doesn't really matter what it is she'd got two solicitors who'd done the title split wrong she'd gone to one they'd messed it up she'd then gone to another they'd messed it up she was now in a situation where part of the drive of one house was on the other house and she couldn't sort it out she couldn't sort it out and she rung begging can i can I, can you help me? Well, no, we, you know, we, we work with property investors. I'm not, you know, we're not a legal firm that, that does these messy things. And because the importance is that if the solicitor gets this wrong, right, I'm going to give you another example. Gentleman turns up, he owns in London, he owns three flats above a shop. The freeholder owns the shop, right? The three flats above the shop, the least, the solicitor, this is horrifying. Let's put it on one lease, one lease, right? So three flats on one lease. That's not even a thing, right? Three flats on one lease. Now he wants to refinance it and he wants to go back and it's now, it, it's it's got 80, um, something like 78 years to, do, to go and he's got on his lease. So he's got to go back to the freeholder to, to actually, ex with the marriage value, to extend the lease on three flats on one lease, right? We've got councils who are trying to insist when they sell a property to an investor that they take the whole property, the four flats in one property on a 999 year lease. Well, that means you can never sell them ever, yeah. right? Unless you sell them to another investor. So all these made up things, we've had people come along who've got um, a freehold, a leasehold company, a leasehold flat, and the freehold company has been closed down. Do you know who who owns the leasehold flat when the freehold company's been closed down? Where the Crown. It, the Crown. The Crown. Yeah. Yeah, because it can't exist. It's illegal. Right? So the answer to your question is, 
it was solicitors who did all of this. Yeah. So yeah. the answer to your question is you need solicitor who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, diversify. So diversifying, I meet a lot of people and they say, you know, I want to do a little bit of single lets. I want to do a little bit of SA. I want to do a HMO. Let's say they've got a big building and you go to a council and you do a, a use class. So I've got to do C4 yes. or HMO or C3 yes. residential family home. But I kind of want to do a little bit of SA, a little bit of single let and a little bit of HMO. Um, I guess title splitting is a great way of to spreading your risk, diversifying across different techniques Massive within extent. one building? Yeah, but also across your portfolio. Um, because ultimately, if you've, if you've built a, a fantastic portfolio of cash flowing HMOs, for example, you might then on the coast have a few serviced accommodations because you've got, you know, SA in a certain area. And title splitting is a way, great way of diversifying. Yes, if I wanted to split a building and do some SA in the building, but actually some have, that's have some a single let. So if you think when COVID hit, how useful that have been to investors yeah. who had sort of three flats in a building as single lets all rented out and then three that were SA. And of course you can then switch to single lets if you wish to, or you can switch from single lets to SA. Well, we can currently, uh, we can currently, uh, obviously legislation in the future might change, but currently you could do that. So yeah, it's a great way to diversify your cash flow strategies across your portfolio. Okay. Um, a lot of people, a lot of our listeners are talking about, you know, online tools and AI and all the changes in the world. Is there any online tools and stuff that can help people with title splitting or is it very much, you know, the, the legal process, understanding local planning law, etc.? Yeah, so, so the answer to your question is not really. Um, there's not a lot of information out there about this strategy mm. at all. Um, it's one of the reasons that developers don't even realize the benefit that's in the strategy. Um, the reason for that is that every time everybody's tried to do it, because this is what happened to me, I get, kept getting told to just leave it to LaSalle. Everybody told me to leave it to LaSalle. And then the other thing they said, well, just go and talk to a solicitor. And I went to the solicitor and the solicitor said, leave it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so literally, um, because there's not been the information out there, it's really funny that is, uh, um, uh, there's not really stuff. You can't just go into AI and say, how do you title split? Because, you know, I've tried it myself to test, you know, what's there. So go chat GPT, type in how, where, how do you title split? And it's not available. The information is not available. And even for us, putting together how it's done, we've had to educate and work with our power team members, the mm. people that are on our panel, to do that because they... They, when I spoke to solicitors when we first started doing this, uh, the solicitors, I was like, the solicitors can't go in front of our clients unless they come on the training because they don't. I could tell the solicitors didn't, the language that they were using meant that they didn't really understand it. Or we'll have the leader of an amazing law firm saying, My solicitors know, we'll speak to the solicitor, and the solicitor's absolutely petrified and says, I can't do that. I can't title split it during mm -hmm. I can't title split on purchase. Can't do that. Well, we can actually, we do it all the time, Yeah. you know, but it's, it's that, um, I guess, so there's not the information out there. I, I guess time will change that over time. There will be more information out there, but there's not a massive amount of information out there at the right. moment. Kevin. Um, 
Obviously, permitted development, just for many people might not know what permitted development is. So in a moment, I'll ask you to just give a little bit of an overview on permitted development. But also, we had a big announcement recently by our, in our autumn statement by Jeremy Hunt, Around, Thank you. Um, I was so happy. Permitted development. I thought you would be. Your smile would probably never wipe off your face. I was quite happy too. Um, so do you want to share with our listeners a little bit about um, Jeremy's announcement around helping solve the housing crisis with yes. a, a change to permitted development around family homes and how that can yes. massively benefit title splitters out there? Yeah. So I think, I think it starts with saying to uh, listeners that uh, permitted development <laughs> how i'm going to i'm going to i'm just going to put this in yorkshire to everybody here right in yorkshire this is council owned planning permitted development owned by government right local councils say no permitted development says yes right so that's the first thing so it's government trying to overrule council you might have mentioned that on here before now the other thing is that the they recently announced, I couldn't actually believe it. We, we, we were we were actually in London with a load of our clients when this happened and we were so excited because the government's just announced that a house, a house, a normal, say, semi-detached house or a terraced house, as long as it's going to look exactly the same from the front, right, can be turned into two separate apartments under permitted development. That has never been allowed before. So make it clear to everyone at the moment, you have to have planning to turn a house into two apartments, which means you need to go to the council, right? And then wait, supposedly eight weeks, but more like a year, right? Supposedly eight weeks, but more like a year to get a, a decision from the council to say whether you can turn it into two flats. Government are over, going to overrule that. They're going into consultation to overrule that and say that to help solve the housing crisis, you will just be able to do that under permitted development. So you will be able to do that under with a, it's called a certificate of lawful development. You'll be able to do that with a certificate of lawful development, which the council are obliged to sign off rather than don't want to sign off because they don't want that. So what that means is as long as that building looks the same from the front in the future, you are very likely to be able to do this under permitted development. Now, let me explain what that means to the property developer or the property person. That means, and I'm going to give you right back to my first title split. My first title split, I bought two houses and I turned them into four flats. They were just normal terraced houses. You walk in the front door and I want everybody to picture you, you, you walk in the door and there's a door on the left-hand side on one house and on the right-hand side of the other house. And as you walk in the door, you go straight up the stairs. And then at the back, they've got a kitchen with a back door and you can get to the back of the property. So I want you to imagine in the past, I had to go for planning and planning then, back then, did actually take a few months. But now it can take up to a year or even in some cases longer, right? So literally, um, I'm going to have... So I ha I'd have to go for planning, but in the future, I'll be able to do this under permitted development. Those two houses, when I did them to make it nice and easy, it was in a place called Ilkeston in Derbyshire. They, they were worth £100,000 each, right? When I, when I created four apartments instead of two houses, each apartment was worth 65000 So in one house, I had two lots of sixty-five, which is £130,000. Remember that 30% I said, I title split them, right? And that became 65 and 65. 
and then the other one's 65 and 65. So we now have 260 valuation on the same building, same buildings, instead of 100, uh, 200 valuation, right? And so this gives us a chance to create units for people to live in. That's the first thing. So that's ticking the government's box, which is creating more houses and creating more homes. So first-time buyers can get on the property ladder and all that malarkey. And then and on the other side, from my perspective as a developer, I got 30% capital uplift by doing it. That then grew by 38% over the next three, uh, five years. So that gave me, that. that's why I've done it. So ultimately, for us as property people, it's going to add value to our portfolio, capital uplift. But it's also, don't forget the benefit, the house would have rented for 550 at the time, way more than that now. But the rent was actually £900 per house on day one. So I didn't actually, I've not got my calculator, but that, you know, the difference between 550 and 900 for the rent it's multiple units. It's like having a HMO and putting multiple tenants in. And they were just little one-bed flats. So that's what we're going to be able to do under permitted development in the future. Thank you, Jeremy Hunt. It's exciting, isn't it? I, I couldn't believe he announced that. And I think that's a great way to say, um, if any, if you're looking at title splitting, it doesn't. the point of this is it doesn't have to be a big development of 50 apartments. It could be just a house split into two flats. We have clients who are doing 28 flat developments. We have clients who are doing two flats. Mm. Everybody, everybody does what they feel comfortable with mm. and it, takes their risk. Rachel, really appreciate you coming on and sharing some insights into title splitting with us. If anybody wants to follow you, stay in touch with you, find out more about you, how can they do that? All they need to do is go to www.titlesplit.com and they can find out more about us and how we can help them. Awesome. So really appreciate taking the time to come in and share some title splitting insights with the audience. Um, you have been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. Remember, out every single Tuesday, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss future episodes. Um, I've been Kevin McDonnell. Rachel's been Rachel Knight. You've been awesome as usual and I'll see you next week.